Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to chat. My name is Brian Carney. This is a solo episode from myself, uh, the first one since I did one on the um, stuff to do with mindfulness near the beginning when we started the podcast. And in the for the next little while, I just want to talk about, give a little sort of review of um, 2021, the ups, the downs, the podcast stuff that I've made, gigs I've played. It's the personal stuff that's going on in my life as well because personally to me now it feels like we're ending 2021 in a similar fashion to how it began in January in another lockdown where the restrictions are back, the fear is out of control, the stuff they're pushing, the uncertainty, all that type of stuff has gone through the roof once again and uh, it just feels like we're back at square one after doing everything that was asked of us. Here we are back once again in lockdown, unable to go out to clubs, unable to restrictions on where we can go who we can see all that type of stuff and we're just caught up in a perpetual cycle of restrictions uh, we're not going anywhere um, just it's so frustrating it's draining for my own mental health physical health I'm worried again about what's the story with my gigs moving forward is this how it's going to be for the next few years or is it just going to be it's just going to be a certain amount of months per year that I'm going to be able to work and then for the other months just no work it's just so f- fucking frustrating it feels like um, as I'm sure it is for everyone else out there as well I just feel like I've lost two years of my life that I'll never get back now in that time obviously I've had some good moments as well but I feel like that the, the age that I'm at now I'm in the peak of my career or should be the peak of my career and I can't really work can't play anywhere and it's all been taken away but obviously that's just my selfish way of looking at this whole situation everyone's in um, is struggling or has been affected by this in one way or another this podcast I can only really do it across in my own way and speak from my own experience and stuff and I'm just really really frustrated at this stage that we're almost two years into this and we're not going anywhere really it's just they keep changing the goalposts about what's required for normality to return to living in Ireland here one of the most vaccinated countries in the world and just it's still restricted about what we can do so obviously there's some nonsense going on we've told our herd immunity comes at 70% of the adults there's 94% on here it's just a never ending load of bollocks that's how I've, I've called it from the very start and I still believe it's just it's it's, it's ridiculous at this stage we, we really should have moved beyond this cycle of lockdown and restrictions by this stage it should be over and done with but again we're facing into another January, February of no gigs restrictions, blah 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 all that type of stuff so just wanted to speak in this podcast it's sort of the first one that I've done by myself about how difficult this year has been at times especially living in Ireland in a level 5 lockdown for basically the first 5 months of the year couldn't go anywhere couldn't do anything the gyms didn't actually open until June I think it was health and fitness and stuff is a massive part of how I take care of myself my mental and physical health so to be unable to go to the gym it was it was terrible so it just the one thing that has sort of got me through the last six months has been able to be able to go to the gym and exercise and getting up every morning and doing the same thing every day and having that routine has been really really good for my own physical and mental health but it like in the first six months couldn't go out for a, 
something to eat, couldn't go to a nightclub, couldn't go to a pub. You're, at one stage, there was a restriction on how far you could actually travel. So you couldn't actually travel more than five kilometers from your house for a non-essential purpose. When I, when I think back of it, it's just ludicrous. So there was there was times during this year where I really, really struggled with, with life in general. Um, I feel like I had no purpose, being stuck on uh, social welfare, being unable to earn any of my own money. Never claimed any form of social welfare or anything like that before in my life. So I just sort of had felt worthless, felt like I had no purpose and, and being unable to earn my own money it had a massive uh, effect on me. And then just the uncertainty of everything, not knowing whether the gigs will come back and especially living in Ireland. I, I, I know now from my experience of going to other countries since restrictions were eased slightly and I was able to go and play in other countries and especially over in the UK or over in Northern Ireland that Ireland is, is the, in terms of the fear and in terms of the messaging of how it's portrayed in the media by the government etc it's on another level to, to everywhere else um, that's really one thing that I've learned fr from my travels is that Ireland is it's they're obsessed with COVID, absolutely, utterly obsessed, and they're caught in just a cycle of fear, and they've just been conditioned and brainwashed by this continuous narrative of be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, and if if you don't, if you don't keep an eye on it or have a an awareness of of taking in all this stuff, it, it's very easy, and I feel sorry for a lot of people who are brainwashed into thinking that you have to be afraid because you don't. When you, if you open your eyes up to all the stuff that's going on and if you take ownership of the amount of this stuff that's going into your head and the stuff that you read in the news, you need to sort of just blank all that stuff out. So that's something that I really did have to do, especially over the last while. I just stop watching the news. If you have any news apps, delete them off your phone on your home screen the news headlines come up delete them delete all of that type of stuff because you have absolutely no control of it and that's what I realised that I had no control because I was just walking around all the time angry with life angry with everything pissed off everyone people were annoying me all the time I was having arguments with a lollipop man uh, outside of school because I crossed the road before he said and he goes that's not a great example to set in front of the kids and tell them to fuck off Um there was another time uh, I was leaving uh, hardware because I got into garden and stuff because I had nothing else to do over the summer when the weather was good and, and uh, picked up a thing of uh, compost or stuff from outside and put it in my car and uh, the security guard came over and goes like you got a receipt and I go well the the, uh, the girl behind the counter didn't give me a receipt I go do you honestly think I'm going to walk out and rob something in front of you when you're standing there and he goes well you need to receive a receipt and I said for fuck's sake man as if I'm going to rob a bag of thing and I just drove off and I felt really bad about it so I actually went back up the next day I found him and I went over and apologised to him and I said I was out of order I said I'm, I'm just really in a bad place at the moment and I shouldn't have taken out on you and he goes and now you're grand I thought I was having you after doing something wrong because it's only my first day working here and that made me feel even worse but he was grand about it he accepted my apology and now anytime I'm up there I always say hello to him so I learned the, the benefit of, of saying sorry when you're wrong so that was <laughs> that was one thing I was walking around angry pissed off at everyone if I'm seeing people walking around wearing a mask outside it, it drives me nuts it, it still does drive me nuts people in cars wearing masks 
but I need to understand that that's what they want to do I can't be letting stuff like that um, have a bearing on how I'm feeling about my life in general so it's stuff that I need to work on still but um, so it's just anger has been the main thing that has been my main emotion running through I'm just frustrated anger all that type of stuff so coming back to um, what I was talking about in January of this year I decided excuse me I decided to start this podcast and it's it's, it's something that I've always wanted to do and it's, I felt like this was the right time to do it so the, the idea behind starting this podcast was to give people an insight into the people behind who they see who they listen to or they go and see and to give just a personal um showcase of of who these people are so the first people the first person that I had on the on the um podcast was Shugs uh, a very well received podcast um I listen back to it now it's a very raw podcast in, in terms of um, the way I presented it or the way I hosted it I've, I've sort of learned on the job as it's going along and I think I've improved um, my technique in terms of talking to people and stuff but at the same time the one with we did discuss like um, quite serious uh, subjects stuff like OCD and something that I've had for years and, and Shug's had it as well and the intrusive thoughts and all that type of thing and I got a really good response and I've had a really good response to, to most of the podcast, especially through Instagram. Um, Instagram has been the main platform this year where I've sort of connected with, with, with people who would support me and, and follow me. Um, I just feel like it's a, a far nicer space in terms of how people interact with each other. It feels like people are a lot more genuine because I just I can't deal. Twitter is a sewer. I can't go near it. It's disgusting place. Um, Facebook. I just have someone who does my posts and stuff for Facebook on me. So, in terms of a more personal collect connection with people, I do it mainly through Instagram. So, if you're ever trying to contact me for anything or if something I can do, if you contact through a DM on Instagram, and I'll get back to you on that. But in terms of the podcast, did 14 podcasts in total this year. Didn't do too many when the gigs came back around from like September, October, November, December. I was sort of more focusing on making music and pre uh, preparing for shows and sets and stuff so that this podcast sort of took a back burner. But um, it feels like to ne for now, um, especially over the next couple of months, the podcast is something that I'm going to bring back in terms of um, I have a few more guests lined up and I, I don't want to be too negative, but I feel like it could be a couple of months before I play another show. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I'm hoping that things after Christmas um, they just go back to they, they, they ease the restrictions but you just you just don't know um, it's it's the uncertainty of it all we still don't really have a clear what way it will be but in terms of the people I've had on I've had Factor B um, a really great podcast with Brendan who's had a very difficult year with regards to the health of his uh, his fantastic uh, partner Ellie um, if you go onto his Instagram or, or anything like that, you'll see what he's what the two of them have gone through. It's uh, it's quite scary in terms of um, the stuff he's had to deal with. Then we did a, an amazing podcast with Snyder, which is one of the most well received, where uh, he sort of spoke for the first time about dealing with the loss of his dad 
and how it's something that I've been through and sort of how I've sort of helped them and just sort of two sort of people talking about their shared experience and it's something that a lot of people could um, relate to. And then moving forward, um, spoke to Giuseppe Ottaviani, one of my idols, about his career and how he does his work and how dedicated and how much he loves music. And then moving on, doing a fantastic podcast with Mark Sherry, which is one of the most well-received ones as well, speaking about how he lost one of his best friends to suicide. And speaking about teams like this that um, you probably wouldn't normally see the artists that you listen to and stuff discuss. So I just think it's really important for people to see that we are affected by these types of issues as in the same way that you are. So um, moving forward, um, did a podcast with um, Ali and Fila, did one with my good friend Neil Scarborough. I had the pleasure of speaking to my biggest idol, um, in life and in this scene in Mara Bocotto for two hours I got to speak to him about his life and it, the impact he's had on me and on people like John O'Callaghan and it's just incredible to, to sort of get to know him a little bit better and I've seen him a couple of times since and just to, to say hello and have that personal connection connection with someone that I respect so much and who's had a big massive influence on um, my career so far and then moving forward speaking to um TV personality Kyle Christie and speaking to him about his experience being in the public eye and being involved with Geordie Shore and all MTV shows and deal how he deals with having that attention. It's just really, really interesting and Kyle is such a, a great guy. I, I've first met him about 11 years ago, I think it was in the beat and he's still the same lovely kid because um, he is a kid because he's about 10 years younger than me but he's a really, really good guy and then moving forward speaking to Jordan Suckley who I haven't really connected with as much in the last few years but getting to speak to him and then Ruben Durand uh, another great podcast speaking to Ben Nicky as well connecting with him and he's someone now that I speak to quite regularly after I wouldn't really have been in contact with him too much and then um, speaking to Niall Breslin aka Brezzy in the next podcast and he's one of the biggest mental health advocates in Ireland and his um, expertise in mindfulness and stuff like that was very interesting for me to hear and then the, the final um, podcast that I did was uh, with Christian Burns uh, a singer who we met for the first time at Creamfields who was part of a, a, a quite successful band at the turn of the century. He went on um tour with Britney Spears and NSYNC and stuff. And that was the one where I spoke about um, my recent experience that myself and my wife had with, with uh, miscarriage. And in terms of the feedback I received from so many people who've gone through exactly the same thing, it brought sort of some peace and some sort of um, realisation to see that so many people have gone through exactly the same thing and how, how common it was and how um, what's the word we say here how common it is and how it's not really spoken about and how it does need to be spoken about and uh, the sort of the issues that some people face with fertility and having kids and how you get to a certain age it becomes sort of an obsession for a lot of people and it was just good for me to sort of open up about that and to hear other people's stories who've gone through it as well so I've really enjoyed this podcast. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of it, I was had a lot of quite of um, 
anxiety about how it would be received and that was just sort of my my brain sort of way of protecting me from exposing myself too much but I'm really glad I did, did it and I really do hope that if you're viewing this and if you've listened to them and if you've followed the journey of the podcast from the start, I really do hope it has helped you get through this period and to let you know that I will continue doing this podcast for the foreseeable future, even when things do get back to normal, if they ever do, we don't know, but I will keep this podcast going because I do think it's important to, to keep these um, issues and on these types of discussions to keep them going. Um, because I know from listening to the podcast if there's people I like or there's people I respect to hear that they're human and they go through the s similar things to what we go through it, it's really refreshing to hear so just to let you know that this podcast will continue beyond the end of this year so I'd just like to say a big thank you to everybody who has supported it throughout 2021 and it will continue so the podcast w was one of the main things that I did focus on um, for the beginning of the year but I also coming on from about May I also did um, start to focus on working on more music and one of the biggest tracks for me in my sets since I did start playing it has been a track uh, called Take This I think I was on the Mark Sherry podcast where I spoke about hearing a song it was like an instrumental song well not an instrumental song but it's the original of the song and how much it affected me and how I just said I have to remix this track this is this is track I need to do something with this track so I got in contact with the artist I said how much I love the track and I just said look I know that this track would be huge if you if you please give me the opportunity to remix this track or to work on this track with you if we can turn it into a collab or something like that I promise you it would be worthwhile so I started working on the track straight away and I spent a few, couple of months on it and just the time we spent on it it just got better and better and better and I, I know how much of a special track it is I played it out for the first time at Planet Love and I just <laughs> I just absolutely love it it's 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 one of my favorite tracks that i've ever made and this is following on from another track that i debuted at um creamfields for the first time which is a track with plum called god help me now that's this is a track that i've been working on since last year since the begin since the middle of last year i've been um i've been working on it with her so that's another big one as well. Just need to finish off the the final mix down and stuff. In terms of the releases for this for these tracks, if anyone is wondering, the fact that State of Trance has been pushed back has really affected my releases in terms of when they will be released. Because I was hoping to be able to play both of them at ASOT in September, so then one could get released, and then the next one could get released maybe say in February. And then maybe I have another vocal track, which I haven't spoken about. Nobody has heard, but it's with an artist that I've remixed in the past, um, but I've never done a track with her. And it's a really, really good vocal track as well, which will be coming later in 2022. And I will, when that's ready to play or a state of trance, hopefully is somewhere where I could play that for the first time. Just hopefully ASOC can happen. I really do hope it happens. I don't know whether it will. I really do hope it does. But that will be the show where I'm looking to um, sort of debut newer stuff that I, people haven't heard in my sets yet. In terms of uh, one of the biggest tracks for me this year was, um, well, it was I think it was the only track I actually released in terms of solo work. 
uh, was Euphoric Recall and Future, Future Sound of Egypt. Uh, really, really well received. Got voted into the top 50 for a state of trance for 2021. So a big thank you to anyone who did uh, vote the track in this year. Really appreciate it. And there'll be more tracks like that on the way. I actually debuted the follow-up to it at Carnage London at Fabric last month. So the follow-up to that will be coming. Also got the remix a couple of a few really big remixes um, the new Dark Dub under my Carney alias I've done that of Find Yourself so we hopefully we'll be able to release that next year I did a remix of Entrance Set You Free hopefully I can get that released that's something I will look into and I also got to remix one of the best trance tracks of all time in a Solar Factor Urban Shakedown and I'm very grateful to Mike Push for allowing me to do my remix. I didn't have any parts to work with. I had to remake everything from scratch. So what I did was I completely refer I referenced the original, remade all the main lead, the pad, all the stuff, managed to recreate the sounds pretty close to um, how they sound in the originals. So set myself the challenge of doing that and actually worked out really, really well. I was really, really happy with how the sounds um, came together. And then in terms of the track, there was an incredible Joyhauser remix of Strange World. So that was the influence for my remix. But I wanted it to sound very, very similar to the, to the original. So I had the two tracks at the top of my project and I was referencing both times because I think when you remix a track, you need to really pay respect to the original. Hopefully I've um, I've done that with my Urban Shakedown uh, remix. So that will be released in 2022 at some stage. Still waiting for the um, details of release. Um, but I'll, um, on my socials, I'll have them up as soon as I know they'll be released in terms of uh, coming back to the gigs the gigs finally came back at the the end of August well the first, the first gig I could probably call would be the um, the stream that I did at the Titanic building in Belfast uh, in June that was the first sort of gig I wasn't playing in front of anyone but it sort of felt like I was um, just to get back and sort of play somewhere that wasn't my kitchen for the first time in 18 months was re really really cool but um Moving forward, one of the the um, best and most enjoyable sets I've ever played was at Creamfields at the end of August. That was the first time being on stage in 18 months and it just felt so good to be back on that stage. It was one of the most enjoyable 75 minutes of my life just to be back, back around people again, seeing people who I haven't seen in so long. Just seeing smiles on people's faces, seeing people happy, hearing loud music again. And it just felt like things had never changed. It felt like 2019 all over again. It was just, felt like things had turned and we, we, we'd been through the worst of it. And that was the end of COVID and all that sort of stuff. And I just remember feeling really, really grateful being on stage that day to be back doing what I love. And um, being a Man United fan, it was just that, that weekend was just unbelievable because it was the weekend where Ronaldo re-signed and it was just like this is this is unbelievable it felt like I was back I was 20 again or in my early 20s when Ronaldo signed the first time and it just felt like things had changed felt like as I just said we've been through the worst of it this was a new dawn and we're moving on from COVID and everything's gone back to normal and then Wednesday of that week I found out I was going to be a father for the first time and it just felt like it felt like, I can't even describe what it felt like. It was something that I waited so long to sort of experience. And 
I wanted it for so long and it just changed my entire perspective on life. I just felt so, so grateful. Um, I couldn't describe how happy I was. I was just, when I found out, I just completely fell to the ground and broke down in tears of joy. Never felt happier. Myself and my wife were just, we couldn't believe it. And I said to myself, I'm never, ever, ever complaining about anything ever again. Um, just gave me a new lease on life and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. So buzzing for the next week, 10 days, and then had my first um, international show at the uh, Untold Festival in Romania. Um, first international show in 18 months and was back on the road with John O'Callaghan and Snyder. So it was just good to be back on the road, having a laugh, um, just getting that connection with the lads again, seeing them and playing at a, if you haven't been to Untold in Romania, it's like the Romanian version of Tomorrowland. The setup is, is incredible. And um, I remember the, the journey back. It was one of the most difficult journeys um, back that I've had. I think I finished playing my set at uh, 3.30 back to the hotel. I think I got into bed for like 30 minutes because we had to get up for a really early flight to go back to the airport. We were back at the airport, sitting in the airport for two hours. And then we had to fly to Berlin and then we had four-hour wait in Berlin. And this is the first time the, doing the traveling and stuff in 18 months <laughs> and it was one of the most difficult ones but I just kept saying to myself I'm never ever complaining about anything ever again I'm too happy to, to complain to, to, to get that um, incredible news and to be back on the road and to be back doing gigs and I was just I was just too happy to complain about anything um, so got back to Dublin um, back to Dublin on the Friday and the next day was a gig that I'd been waiting for so long it was Planet Love Belfast and that honestly was one of the happiest days I've ever had it was it was unbelievable the whole day itself I just remember getting up at 6 o'clock that morning Saturday like if I just felt like a kid at Christmas just getting up at 6 o'clock came into the studio I finished off a few bits that I wanted to play especially at the show I just remember going to the gym and feeling so good and then driving up to Belfast feeling so excited and it being the first Irish gig in a couple of years and then again being a Man United fan that was Ronaldo's debut and he scored against Newcastle then he scored again and they won 4-1 and it was just it was incredible and I just remember being at the hotel before going to the festival and there was a few people floating about and just seeing them and weather was great and everyone was happy and having a few drinks and everyone on top form and then getting on stage and I just love going to Belfast playing in front of that crowd and just absolutely loved it I just remember being so so grateful and so happy uh, about everything especially when I played the Take This track for the first time and I think I even posted on my Instagram when I posted a video that I was just so grateful to be back on stage I was just so happy and I just remember feeling like that life had changed um, that that things had finally turned and um, it was just I was I felt like that was the happiest I've been in years probably years so with a few weeks off then um, working on music and stuff and on the 24th of September, uh, myself and my wife went in for an early scan to make sure that everything was okay. Um, but unfortunately it wasn't. Um, there was no heartbeat. And I can I can honestly say now that it was the most painful and the worst moment of my life. And I can't describe the pain of it. 
um, I just remember letting out this roar of just like what would the word be just shock and pain and just could not believe that it was actually happening I just remember just being completely numb driving home. I was just driving home. I don't even barely even remember driving home. I think my mouth was just wide open, just sitting there going, is this real? This can't be real. This can't be, this can't be, this can't be true. This can't be true. And just having no idea how to process it. How am I going to get through this? How are we going to get through this? How is, why is life so uh, cruel? Why does it have to happen to us? And I just remember that weekend just being, just be at certain stages during the weekend having to fall to the ground with pains in like my headaches and chest pains and pains in my heart everywhere I was just heartbroken that's the only way I can describe it and just could not stop crying and I was just thinking to myself how am I ever 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 going to feel normal ever again after this happening how am I ever going to get on stage and play music in front of people and pretend that I'm happy when I'm not how do we get through this? Why does this have to happen to us? Why did this happen? And it was just, it was a very, very, very difficult week um, trying to process what happened and I had my own pain and then seeing my wife in so much pain and then my mother and my mother-in-law, family members be, being heartbroken by the news as well and just a combined the sharing of pain between us all. I want. I didn't want to feel like that. I wanted this to be something that we could all look forward to as something to be really, really positive about in 2022. But unfortunately, it, it wasn't to be. And there's, there's not really much I can say in, in terms of that. Um, it's just, you can't, I, I don't want to say these things happen because it, that's, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. I know I'm, I'm not really making sense probably now, but... It's just, it was a very, a hugely, hugely difficult um, experience. And for the, for the next week, it was, it was still the same. Just feeling broken, feeling down, feeling numb, all those types of emotions. And we went in then to have the, the scan, to have it confirmed in the hospital in, in the city centre. And just had that little one percent feeling of hope that the first that the scan was wrong and maybe they got it wrong. But I know myself that, that that's just denial. Um, as a stage of uh, stage of grieving, that's that's just denial where you think, oh, there still could be a chance, but there was there was never a chance, unfortunately. Um, so we went in and um, she, uh, my wife had the scan and the two of us were in there and it was it was confirmed. And I just I just remember having sort of a strange feeling of acceptance when it was confirmed because the, the, the uncertainty of it made it feel like there could be a chance but, but you saw you knew there wasn't a chance that it was going to it was going to be a different result but I just when there was a when I got a finality on it if it, it gave it a little bit easier for us to accept okay it, it's happened it's going to take time for us to sort of get through it but we, we can sort of Organised the procedure to to a DNC is what it's called, where the, the embryo was taken out, and that we we can get that done, and we we try our best to move on. Um, it wasn't closure, but it wasn't the answer we wanted either. But at least we had an answer. So I remember getting back to the car park where I parked my car, 
and this is the this is the universe in action. So as we walked out after having it confirmed that um the the miscarriage was confirmed, got to the car, looked at my tire, had a flat tire. <laughs> so I stuck in a multi-story car park with a flat tire after finding out we had a miscarriage and I had to wait we had to wait for over two and a half hours there waiting for assistance to come and to help us because I had nothing in the boot of my car to change the tyre myself so I just look back at stuff like that and, and laugh at it now because the, the universe has a very funny way of taking the piss out of you when you're going through serious stuff like that so to um to go back to the car park and to that flat tire, you literally could not make it up. It was um it was it was crazy. So the next day I had to go to the Czech Republic to um do my first um club show in eighteen months and after the week before thinking like how am I gonna do it? It it just made me sort of understand the resilience that I have and how we all of us have as human beings to sort of get through these very very challenging situations. So I was sort of able to sort of put it to to, to one side just for that day to to go and do the show and to to enjoy it and to perform the best I could. But at the same time, I still had that very empty feeling of what both of us had just been through lingering in the background and it that, that it's still there now but I've just like time sort of is a healer and the more you sort of move on the more you can accept it and other things happen in your life that you can take your attention away and you can focus on them so then I did the the podcast with uh, Christian Burns and um just to just and I spoke about this experience for the first time and it was then that I sort of found out how common it was because at that time as well, I was sort of speaking to people close to me, friends, uh, people who I respected. And, and I spoke about what was going to after happening and, and it had happened to so many of them as well. It was just like they never, ever spoke about it. And it's just something that people don't speak about because it's such a taboo sub taboo subject. Because to be at a certain age and to not have kids is 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 sort of a source of shame for some people. But it's it's just it just doesn't happen as easily for some people, regardless of how healthy you are and how much you look after yourself and stuff. It just it doesn't um, discriminate again. Like it can happen to anyone, and it's just unfortunate that it's something that myself and my wife have been through in the last few years. And it's, it's so many of my friends and people I know have been through exactly the same thing. And speaking about it on the podcast and the reaction that it received and how many people reached out to me of what they've gone through and how they've gone through multiple miscarriages and it just showed to me that the strength that people actually do have and the resilience that they have to, to be able to continue on living their lives after such continued heartbreak and how important it is for this sort of type, for this t stuff to be discussed more openly. And how you get to a certain age, how your life revolves around having a kid and then you're just constantly being hit with these sledgehammers of reality and rejection and how it doesn't happen and how it is difficult to sort of to keep going. But you just have to, you have to keep going and it's the importance of speaking about these things and communicating with people and supporting people if they're going through a tough time and making sure people are okay and all that type of stuff. And I'm really glad that I did open up about it and for anyone listening in, if you've received any solace or if it's helped you get through a similar situation I'm really glad to hear 
and hopefully for people who have gone through the same situation we'll all get what we we deserve and what we wish for um, in the future so fingers crossed there's a brighter future ahead for all of us with regards to this type of topic so um, that was it that was at the beginning of October and then aside from uh, a few shows a few, couple of a few great shows um, that I did in um, October at Wrong in Manchester one of the biggest trans gigs in the UK for a number of years uh, played at Luminosity at ADE another great show always a pleasure to play at Luminosity and did a really incredible uh, festival Transwave in Derry uh, it was the first time I played there in about 11 years um, but aside from that October was terrible um, I felt really run down and I think the effects of the past few weeks sort of hit me all at once I had a couple of head colds and just felt run down felt like shit and um, I think it was October 24th went over to Manchester for my first uh, Man United game in uh, two years um, the United Liverpool game is the game that I go to every season I have a chap that helps me out with tickets for this game every season absolute gentleman for doing that <laughs> but uh, went to the game and they lost 5-0 <laughs> to Liverpool at home uh, in one of the most spineless performances I've, I've ever seen and I just remember thinking to myself uh, life it can't get much worse than this so United's um, uh, form continued over the next few weeks and then Solskjaer lost his job and I know um, football and stuff when I'm talking about miscarriage and stuff it, it's it's a trivial thing but football for me is like my escape from everyday life it gives me something to focus on and when it's not good as it hasn't been for Man United this season it's uh, it's just another um, another nail in a, in a shit year really um, but what's keep kept me going um, through through the past few months has been able to sort of take care of myself uh, mentally and physically as much as possible, and um, I did that in a number of ways through going to the gym uh, every morning, going five or six days a week, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Absolutely love it, getting up in the morning, having a purpose, getting up straight away, going to the gym and, and really enjoying it. And I really do recommend to anyone, if you, if you can, to go to the gym first thing in the morning. I, I much prefer it. I feel like I have more energy. Um, I just love it, getting up in the morning and having that purpose. Um, since May, um, since around May, um, I've been doing acupuncture quite regularly. Um, I've also been doing uh, meditation. I meditate every single day since May. Um, it really has helped me. It's helped um, to gain some clarity in my own head, how I deal with troubling images in my head, troubling thoughts, how my mind functions. It really has helped with that. Um, my sleep has been really, 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 really good over the past while. If one thing the pandemic has helped, it's helped me catch up on years and years of sleep deprivation from touring and traveling and partying in my early years and stuff. So um, sleep is, is, is so, so important. Um, good diet is very important as well to have a balanced diet, uh, vitamins, supplements. Um, but the number one um, game changer for me this year was uh, for the first time, uh, using CBD correctly uh, CBD I can't remember the exact what it's called but CBD is, is the short 
um, thing I'll be taking it in an oil um, started taking it from a company from um, Greenheart CBD um, they're an Irish company um, I know it sounds like I'm probably advertising them here but I, I genuinely I cannot describe how much it's helped me um, I always had this sort of mind where I would get caught up in ridiculous patterns of thought where something would come into my head and then I'd obsess about it for hours and hours and hours. But since I've started taking this CBD, especially the one from Greenheart CBD, I find that these types of um, thought patterns, they just sort of fall away by themselves. Um, it's just, it really, really has helped me. But I know that it, it probably has to do, it, it's, it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of keeping physically healthy, going to the gym, good food, um, my vitamins, supplements, taking care of myself, uh, the acupuncture, all that stuff combined together has given me a better grasp of how to deal with uh, challenging thoughts or anxiety, depressing thoughts, all that type of stuff. So it, it is very, very important, especially now, um, to take care of yourself physically and mentally and to take um, responsibility for your own well-being and it's something that I really do um, encourage um, then moving into November did two unbelievable shows uh, first long haul uh, trip in two years to Mexico to play at ASA 1000 in Mexico City with John O'Callaghan's Key 4050 played in front of 25,000 people in a massive stadium unbelievable show one of the best shows I've ever done um, it was great to be back in Mexico after such a a, a long time away and it's hopefully it's somewhere I really do hope and I think we sh I should play more often because I know that there's a, a lot of people who follow me that um, live in Mexico and it's a place that I really do need to come back to more. And the other highlight of November um, was Carnage, London. Absolutely unbelievable. It was rearranged from 2020, but it was the first time I played a uh, five-hour set in Fabric. So we started quite early in the day. It was like half three till half eight and then Snyder played an incredible closing set after me it's just I love playing at Trans Sanctuary the guys that run it they're such good guys they they, they really do they love what they do but I, I love the crowd it's 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 all to do with the crowd if one thing has taught us this pandemic is that the, it's the crowd is, is what makes everything especially the games of football being played behind closed doors terrible soulless it's the crowds that always make everything it's the people watching and supporting and cheering they're the ones that make this worthwhile and to play a trans sanctuary and to play in a club like Fabric was just unbelievable and I can't wait for the um, the next party that we'll do next year there it's it's, uh, it's it's a party that I look forward to every single year and I absolutely love these day parties because I can go play my set and get back into bed and get a full night's sleep so that's how you know that I'm getting older and I'm maturing through life that I'm, I, I take uh, great pride in getting a good night's sleep so um, absolutely loved it and can't wait to be back at um, Carnage London next year and then finally this month December uh, finally playing at the Telegraph I think this show was uh, rearranged three times and it was one of the best solo shows I've ever done. That venue is unbelievable. Just a big warehouse. Um, and it just felt so good for me to play a show of that magnitude in a venue that's literally 90 minutes from where I live. And this is something that would never happen in uh, down south in the Republic of Ireland. So for me to be able to do that 
in the north place that I absolutely love going it, it gives me a, a great source of pride I absolutely loved it and just how good the crowd was how much they loved it how much they enjoyed it and um, it was a, it was a quite a young crowd as well which obviously there was a mixture between older and younger but it was quite a young crowd and I was just thinking about that 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 probably was the first night out for a lot of kids because like when this pandemic began a lot of these kids were could have been like 16, 17 so they'd never ever had a night out in, in a club or in a venue like that because the venues were shut and they couldn't go to to them so that, that for me I felt really happy about that because I got a lot of messages from the well I call them kids because I'm I'm, old, I'm nearly an old man now at this stage but kids 17 or eight, obviously they have to 18 to get in but messaging me saying it's the best night of their life and it just it was it was great for me to hear that they had such a good time and, and, and for me to be able to play at a show which was probably one of the first times that they got to experience in a nightclub or in a venue of that size and it also made me a little bit sad because these kids and, and um, they, they've missed out on so much during their formative years like the last two years when you're 18, 19 you should be going out meeting people developing your personality um, learning making mistakes all that type of stuff and that's all been taken away from them and it's, 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 it's very 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 sad that because of what we're going through and the restrictions in place that kids aren't being given that chance to develop their personalities etc and I'm so glad to have grown up when I did that I was able to go out and to develop as a human and to, to be to the age that I am and how good it was when I was growing up to be able to go out every week and how how amazing it was to experience those nights I had and stuff and to be not able to do that now for kids it's very very difficult and I just hope that the situation does improve and that we can just get through this and move on and realise that life has to go on that we can't just stay in this perpetual cycle of being locked down and restrictions it's it's ridiculous we need to move on and as well two years to a 20 year old is, is a lifetime I know moving through life the years they go like that and for, for, for someone who's 18, 19 to miss out on those two years it's an absolute lifetime so I, I really do feel sorry and it's really really sad for kids who are going through this and they're missing out on so much so once again I just hope that this situation improves and then they can get back to living their lives and that we can all live our lives and all that type of stuff so fingers crossed and this year finished off with two really good shows at the Cream Weekend there in Minehead and uh, Good Grief in Newcastle and I'm just really really grateful that I had shows in Europe and the UK because if I was an artist that specifically played in the Republic of Ireland I'd be absolutely fucked I'd probably be homeless at this stage or I'd be kicked out of my house or my house would be taken off me because the government here have just shown their complete and utter contempt for the events industry they don't care the clubs were open for five weeks here before they were shut down again and they refused to allow the use of lateral flow antigen testing as a way for entering a nightclub. Instead, they used the vaccine passports and they discriminated against people for what, for what they choose to put into their own body. And that's something that I don't agree with. And it's ridiculous. And the, the use of antigen testing needs to be brought into the Republic of Ireland when the clubs open back up. Because the government here have openly said that the vaccine passports have been very successful in 
making making people take take the the vaccine in order to be able to live their lives. It's like they're even phrasing it as being a, a reward. It's fucking ridiculous. That that's not right. So moving forward, they need to get rid of these vaccine passports because they don't work. Because if they did work, they wouldn't have shut down the clubs after five weeks. It's ridiculous. So moving forward, that shit needs to end. I don't believe in segregation, any of that stuff. None of that stuff. We need to move forward and, and people should be respected. If you want to take a vaccine, respect respect that opinion. If you don't want to take it, you respect that, that opinion. But segregating people into two different categories, that's not right. And over the past few years, it's all about being equality and respect and treating people fairly. That shit has gone out the window in the last couple of years. So you need to, people need to start respecting other people's views. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, hopefully that's something that can change moving forward. So here we are now at the end of 2021 in the same position as we were in 2020. People have been asked to to do, they've been asked to do certain things and everyone's done it and we're still getting locked down they don't work they don't work and we're just kept in the same fucking cycle of, of nonsense it was two weeks to flatten the curve and now we're two years into it so I don't know when this ends obviously I know nothing about what really goes on in the world um, the only thing I can be really certain of is that there's more uncertainty coming and I, I just hope that things do get better um, I really do hope they do get better but it's, it's very very difficult especially now it's just a constant message of fear 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 rising cases all this type of stuff you think two years into this we, we'd be a little bit further down the line but unfortunately we're not but just to let you know this podcast um, it will continue um, for people who've listened to it I really do appreciate the support I thank you for listening um, for anyone who is uh, you follow my music all that type of stuff this year I appreciate your support um, I know it's been a very difficult a very challenging time um, has been for myself and I'm sure, I'm sure it has been for yourself as well so I just want to thank you everybody who's listened to the podcast who's listened to my music who's enjoyed my music I want to thank you for your support I hope you have a great Christmas um, hope you enjoy it as much as you possibly can um, and I hope for all of us that there's a happier new year coming so thank you very much for tuning into this podcast um, I'll be back probably at the beginning of January with, the, with a, a, the first guest of 2022 so thank you very much guys and have a great Christmas take care